0: I'm Morgan and I'm Sierra and welcome to the Rockin' EQ.
1: Welcome to the Rockin' EQ um, and this is episode one.
0: First episode. We're super excited to get started and start sharing our thoughts and our feelings on emotional intelligence. We're very nervous.
1: We have no idea what we're doing.
0: Yeah. But we're excited
1: and we're passionate about what we're going to talk about. And I think that's kind of a big part of why we're doing it. I mean, you and I have talked about starting a podcast for months now.
0: Long. (laughs) Like, since early beginning of this year, we were like, that's it. We, like, we We should start our own podcast. We just had to find a thing that we were passionate about that we felt like would benefit. and
1: That would actually, like, perform well?
0: Yeah. And...
1: And there are a lot of things we're passionate about.
0: Oh my (laughs) God.
1: But finding and narrowing down that topic became emotional intelligence is is like the big thing that we were like, oh my gosh, we were talking about it one day. And the next thing I know, I was like, we have a topic for our podcast. This is it. And so we're super excited. Our main goal is to help people reach their potential with using practical tools, right? That's kind of going to be our slogan is helping people reach their potential with practical tools. Now, what the heck does that
0: even mean? What does it mean? Um, I think for me, a lot of that means like, how do we apply emotional intelligence? This kind of this big concept that it's so big. It's almost to the point that it doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. It's like, like how do we bring it down to the real world where we apply it instead of it being this theory up in the air
1: one especially especially i mean we've talked a lot about how it's a lot of times people use eq and like the corporate like you use eq to climb the corporate ladder and to like yeah. push yourself ahead in your your career and your professional life but what does that mean for everybody else
0: yeah especially kind of doing research to get started with this a lot of it is geared towards Like being the best professional self and climbing the corporate ladder. And that's not something that resonates with me. Like, that's not, not that I'm, I don't wanna be like, it's not my goal to do well professionally, because of course it is. But that's, that's not why I care about EQ. And that's not, that's just a small chunk of the pie on what EQ can do for us. So I really think that our goal with this is to talk about how do we, apply EQ beyond the professional sphere and into our everyday lives because it's not just for it's not just for the business world no not at all and I think there's a lot of people that kind of have that would benefit from EQ that maybe haven't learned about it or haven't kind of related to it yeah because it is geared so professionally
1: well, and I think that's, I think that's a deterrent in some ways, because I think some people hear emotional intelligence and we automatically assume that it doesn't mean me. Yeah. Like, I, I don't have to worry about that. That doesn't include me. Like, I don't know, what, like, what is emotional intelligence? First of all, don't even know what it is. Second of all, it sounds like it's, if somebody wants to have a successful business life, well, what if, what if I'm a stay at home mom? Yeah. What I'm if, still... what if I'm self-employed? Yeah. What if? Like, there's so many just what ifs and other factors that go into, like, how is emotional intelligence actually relevant that I think it's not appealing to a lot of people.
0: Yeah, I agree with that completely. Because, yeah, and so I think it doesn't resonate. And the message... Resonate's a great word for that. Yeah, and it, it should. It should resonate with more people because we can all use it. We all whether we like it or not like we all have emotions, have emotions oh. that, we, that we need to manage and understand and we have relationships with other people yeah. professionally not professionally like we have familial relationships spousal relationships friendships neighbors like there's there's places where we need emotional intelligence yeah and that's just there's a really big chunk of that pie though and that's again like that the That's that everyday life. Yeah. Like
1: you work with your husband. Absolutely. I do not work with my husband. My husband and I do not work in the same industry field. Yeah. All of the above. (laughs) Um, that being said, I still have to use emotional intelligence to navigate that relationship. Like, I think that's a big part of that is, and now we're gonna get into some of like the definition. We don't want to define it yet, but we get into some of that. You have to know how to use and handle other people's emotions to have a good relationship. Yeah. And that doesn't, that you don't just have relationships in the business world.
0: No, not at all. I would say by far, most of my relationships are outside of the
1: business Absolutely. world.
0: Especially the ones that I care about, like the ones that I want to build yes. and I want to foster and I want to keep these healthy. And
1: nurture them and allow them to grow. And
0: Yeah, I would say. I have more important relationships outside of the business world than in, for sure. And so I think a big part of our goal and what we mean by reaching your potential with practical tools is we wanna dig into how do you really do that and what are some like situations and some strategies and some things that we've tried, things that we want to try, things that. Actually, apply to our lives rather than talking about hypothetical things. Right, things, right. Things. Well, and I mean, we
1: are by no means experts.
0: No, that's this is the beginning of our emotional intelligence journey. But we're excited about it. We're passionate about it, and we're
1: and we're willing to take this and to learn from it. Yeah. And I think that's one of the biggest things about EQ is if you want your emotional intelligence to grow, you're going to have to be willing to be vulnerable to self-assess and to actually grow like you are in complete charge of that and I think that's what kind of gives us I don't want to say an edge to this but we are new you guys are experiencing our journey with this as we get started as
0: well and (laughs) we have so much to learn
1: we do (laughs) and
0: we're we're willing to learn and I think that's kind of the key I think a lot of things that maybe set us apart from other sources where you can learn about emotional intelligence is we're not experts. We haven't done all the learning. We are not experts in the field reflecting back. This is kind of a little more real time. This is us struggling through it and us figuring it out rather than someone who's done it all, who's figured it out and is reflecting back and trying to teach other people how to.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. So there's kind of our intro about what the podcast, the kind of what you can, can expect, I guess. Yeah. What it
0: means to us, what and it, our goals are.
1: And some of our thoughts on how and why this podcast is gonna be valuable to us is Yeah. This is this is where a lot of the value comes from. You can already tell that we could talk about this for a long time, I'm sure. We sure can. And and that's the goal, but we want it. We want it to provide value to people. We both are very eager and willing to help people. Absolutely, absolutely. So now we're gonna introduce ourselves just a little bit, just briefly. Yeah, go for it. <laughs>
0: okay. Um, I'm Morgan. I am an occupational therapist. I know. I'd say most people probably don't know what that is. An occupational therapist is someone who works on things that occupy your time, not necessarily a career, though it can include that, but things that occupy your time. So the things that you want to do, the things that you need to do, like the normal everyday tasks. That's what um, I work on, helping people get to those skills and figure out how to either develop skills that they've never had before or relearn and rehabilitate skills that they've lost. I... I'm currently working as a pediatric occupational therapist, so I work with a lot of kids who have a variety of backgrounds. But um, some of the common diagnoses I work with is like autism or ADHD, cerebral palsy, Down syndrome, some things like that, um, sensory processing disorder, and so we work a lot on building those skills for everyday life so they can accomplish the things that they that they need to do, like getting through school and being able to focus and attend and participate in all those like necessary things that you have to do. You have to get dressed, you have to you have to eat, you have to do those things and things that they want to be able to do and things that are important to them. And so um I work with kids on those things. I also um direct a hippotherapy program and for those that don't know what that is hippo is Greek for horse so it's a horse therapy program for those kids that I just talked about where they are participating in therapeutic activities while on a horse Sierra and I did that in the summer for many many years together <laughs> long time long time we, we probably started volunteering 12 16. I was gonna say like 12 yeah and then since then I've become the director of that program and I still build all the activities and manage the horses and manage the volunteers and stuff for that. And that is my passion. I love it. It is.
1: I just glow. Like I love these conversations and there's so many memories. Oh
0: yeah. Of
1: this facility and of this program that I have and I share with you and with your mom. And it's just, it's a whole family affair and it's, Amazing, amazing, and they do amazing work.
0: I love it so much, and I feel like having grown up in that, we've learned a lot of emotional intelligence. Oh my gosh! By just all the all the crazy things, the silly things, that all the things because you're yeah you're talking to all kinds of kinds at all sorts of different levels, whether it's little kids or teenagers. Or parents, <laughs> or telling, like memories from flood. all sorts of backgrounds, and like we're trying to teach them like safety with the horses and explain what our program does, and having to effectively communicate that to, to lots so of so many different people kinds, and um, having to practice that and do it as a teenager, and as like every summer we're figuring out how to do that better and better. I think that's a lot of what's kind of started probably this passion in emotional intelligence in a in a way that we indirect, didn't understand yeah in an indirect way that now we're and I think that's why kind of we understand I don't think
1: that like clicked or made sense until you just said that for me right there you,
0: you know me too like this is <laughs> I'm learning it as it's coming out of my mouth <laughs> um, but I think that that's part of why we can appreciate and understand the importance of emotional intelligence.
1: And and I think a big part of that, that, that communication that comes from that is you do have to be able to communicate
0: mm-hmm. to
1: kind of understand and work through those emotions and to work through our
0: emotions and somebody oh, yeah. else's emotions. And there were... And being flexible like that. I woof. mean, and that's... There was a lot of emotions with that program. A lot so of big many. emotions. There's, like, a lot of joy and... I mean, fear, a lot of bittersweet, like you have parents cry and stuff and you have to. There's just a lot. And it was. It's it's an amazing program. It's built a lot of who I am. Oh, same. And I'm just I'm super grateful that we have that. Um, I didn't mean to go off on a whole rail about it. <laughs> that's OK. I think
1: I think that's something that is so unique and special to you and really to, I mean, how we grew up. I mean, we spent how many years of our childhood, air quote, childhood doing that. There's so there's how many core memories that come from that. So so I don't be upset. I don't feel bad about that. Yeah.
0: Um, Bringing it back. I graduated from OT school a year and a half ago, which is a master's degree. I got a master's degree at Idaho State University and my Professional project, my master's project was on establishing if emotional intelligence training was valuable for occupational therapy students and if that's something that um, schools across the nation should be adding to their curriculum, like establishing if there would be value in that. And so that was kind of my introduction to EQ as like a concept and something a little more tangible and just the ins and outs of it. And so that's kind of where the importance of it really kicked in and gave it a name and gave it a,
1: gave it a face,
0: a face. Yes. That's a good, a good way to explain it. Um, yeah, I, I've been married to Anthony, my high school sweetheart for four and a half years. We dated for four years before that. So We've known each other. Oh my gosh! I know almost nine years. Yeah, we we met in high school. We started dating. It's been that long. The end of senior year. (laughs) Yeah, we started dating when I was seventeen. So, what? Are we that old? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we are. Ah, Okay. Um, that's fine. That's fine. We have two dogs. We have Echo, who's six. She's my German Shepherd. She's my baby. I got her as before, a baby. Yeah, we got, I, before we were engaged. Like we've had her. She's yeah, she's mama's girl. And we have Grim, who's a year old, and who's my little psycho. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> she's a, a healer, Kelpie. healthy cross that I got from Sierra. Um, <laughs> it's one of her puppies. That her dog had and she's, it
1: was total accident.
0: She's a hooligan, I love her so much. <laughs> and then we have a couple of horses that's a uh, riding is a big passion of mine, like the art of ours. Oh my like, gosh, that's horses. Do you want to know world. how many
1: pictures and videos we have of us doing stupid things on horses? So many, too many, so
0: many. too many. How many <laughs> of them ended up on face?
1: Also, too many, too many. also, too many.
0: <laughs> um. So yeah, that's that's me. Idaho born and raised. Um, anything outside, I love. We we hike, we fish, we camp, we hike some more. <laughs> like um, a new skill or new thing I'm trying to get into, trying to dabble in is wildlife photography, and so I'm hoping to break into that world a little bit more. <laughs> and yeah that's that's me I guess I think it's your turn I,
1: <laughs> I was just thinking I was like hey, and she's wrapping up and I don't know what to say about myself I'll start at the beginning okay my name is Sierra um I actually oh, I'm not quite sure where to start I am also Idaho born and raised um grew up with horses and showing livestock was a big involvement I was always in sports or always showing some kind of animal. Um. And I think because of that, I've become very just rooted and passionate about um, the Western and the ag industry. My grandpa had a ranch and growing up had cows and farmed a lot of his own land. And uh, that's just always been something that I've been very passionate about. And as I grew up and married my husband, we have had many animals come and go. (laughs) We currently are down to four dogs. Um, we have three horses. At one point, we had over twenty sheep. Um, I forgot about the was Like, talk about the cows. Talk about the cows. I'm getting to the cows. Uh, a little over a year ago, we bought our first, like, herd of cows. We bought our first twenty five head of mama cows, and uh, unfortunately, I guess it was almost two years ago. At about a year ago, we sold them all. And decided that my husband was going to go back to school. And so that was super bittersweet, but it brought forth a lot of opportunities. Like my new day job currently is that I am a graphic designer. Um, <laughs> which is why, like, you have a degree and you went to school for which that. Which is, yes, what I have a degree in. My degree is in um, visual communications. And I have a little, like, sub-degrees. Like, they call them, like, a minor, basically, in uh, uh, marketing and social media marketing. So I currently am a graphic designer for a digital marketing agency, which a lot of people don't really know what a digital marketing agency is. Um, When you think of your marketing, there's lots of traditional marketing, such as, you know, an ad over the radio that you hear, a billboard, like flyers. And so those are all very traditional forms. Uh, When we talk digital marketing, We're talking social media management. We're talking Google ads. We're talking YouTube. Like anything that's out in the interweb is digital. (laughs) Anything on your phone, on a screen, digital. Marketing still applies there. Strategies are very different. And it's becoming pretty big for a lot of different businesses. Um, That being said, I work at... So we have two sister companies. And we work cohesively and kind of together with two very different target markets and target audiences. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that we both have in common and are both very passionate about is elevating people and businesses. And one of the things that got brought up at work a while ago was we were talking about this emotional intelligence and how at work that's going to start kind of being a focus for us as employees, just because one of my bosses is she's very passionate into emotional intelligence Mm -hmm. and like personality types and how we can use that and understand that to elevate ourselves and not only to elevate ourselves, but to elevate the businesses and the business owners and the clients that we work with. And so for me, it is a little bit more of a business perspective. (laughs) Um, but also slightly different because yeah. I'm not necessarily thinking of it as a way to climb that corporate ladder. To think, okay, I am at the bottom of the food chain, and I have got to be at the top. But VP by thirty, yeah, let's go <laughs> VP by thirty, right? Um, but more so in a way to use that emotional intelligence and to that understanding of people to help these business owners and these clients that I get to deal with to elevate them and elevate their businesses too. Not just me within my own personal life, but to help them. And I think that's kind of where some of that passion is coming from is we want to use this to help other people, not Mm -hmm. only to help ourselves, because it absolutely is going to help ourselves and it's going to help build our relationship and build our relationships with other people. But overall, like we both are in a field of work that is super, super service based Yeah, as far as. We want to serve and give and uplift and help other yeah. people, and I think that's a big part of this podcast and why it's oh, important absolutely. to us.
0: I think that's a big part of who we are as people. Like that's uh, yeah. something that we've always done. Has always driven us is like being able to connect with people and and lift them up with us, lift each other up. A rising tide lifts others. Oh yeah, and that's I think very much important to both of us. I would agree but
1: yeah I've been married to my husband for three years almost four years now um we very involved in the western industry we we've worked on feedlots we've been on ranches like in Wyoming we we've done all sorts of things and that's something that's very important to both of us and to both of our lifestyles and we keep that keep that pretty pretty high up there on our priorities and and that's the thing that we are passionate about. Which I also think that EQ can be applicable to things like that and, and I think relationships with animals.
0: Really cool to dig into how we can apply EQ to a Western world, which is very different than like what you think of when you think of a corporate world or a business world, right? Um, the West, like Western ag world, totally different. Is business is corporate? It it is that, but not in the same way at all. No, compared to traditional. And talking about how we can apply that and tease it into that world, but also with the animals and with...
1: Because you and I have had many a conversations on how we have emotions. Animals have emotions. Like, how do we, how do we get mad when Grimm does something? Like, how, do, how am I supposed yeah. to react or handle that? And uh, I don't know. For me, I think that's still just very applicable. And again, oh, that's absolutely. just another day-to-day life thing but, um, my husband and I have four dogs and three horses. Um, their names are, we have Bricks, who is actually Grimm's mom. Um, we have Ripper, we have Flo, and we have May, and those are our dogs. Um, Bricks is a mini healer, and the other three are Border Collies. We love them. My husband actually has been training our dogs to Work dogs and he works them on stock and he trials and competes with them and that's really cool. Um, our horses' names are radar, that is my gelding. I love him very dearly. And then my husband has two mares, and their names are Lynx and Jade. So that's kind of a little intro, I guess, into me and how my intro to EQ kind of came about. And yeah, that's that's a little bit
0: a little bit of a look into who we are. Yeah. Um I think kind of kicking into the next gear. I suppose. Um, Our plan is to have weekly episodes and we're expecting them to be Monday mornings where we can just kind of have a... Start the week off. Yeah, a good tone setting, like self-improvement, motivation, just positive reaffirming type thing to... (laughs) Launch, launch the week with. Yep, yeah. um We kind of already t- talked about it, but we'll clarify a little. Yeah,
1: <laughs> we've been all over the place with it. We're gonna like try and really simplify what is emotional intelligence. Um, we are going to refer to it a lot as EQ when we talk about it, um, and some of that is it kind of doubles. For us, in definition, why it's called the Rock EQ is EQ stands for uh, emotional intelligence. But EQ also <laughs> is a very common abbreviation for equitation, which yeah. has to do with horses. And because both of those things are something we're very passionate about, that's how the Rock EQ came about. Yeah. Um, so we will refer to it a lot as EQ. You will also hear it referred to as EI.
0: Which is, I mean, the same emotional intelligence. You have
1: emotional intelligence, and technically, the EQ stands for emotional quotient,
0: right? Like, but like IQ, like I in, in intelligence quotient. Yep. Emotional quotient. Um, one of the key differences between IQ and EQ is IQ tends to be something you just you have, like you. It's it's good or it's bad. Whatever it is, it just is. Emotional intelligence is. A little bit different. You can train your EQ. It can change over time. You
1: can improve it. You can grow it.
0: You can improve your EQ, Uh, which is kind of the essence of our podcast is ways to improve our EQ. EQ has, there's lots of different models um, or theories on how emotional intelligence should be broken down. But the, the kind of the summation of all of them because they just break it down in slightly different ways is EQ is the ability to understand and manage your own emotions and being able to understand and manage the emotions of other people, which is how we build and foster relationships.
1: And we've already talked about it a lot, but understanding those emotions is how we foster those relationships with people. Right. We've talked about how, you know, everybody has emotions. Nobody is exempt from them. If they tell you so they're lying. And that's just understanding how to navigate your own or your own emotions and knowing how to understand and navigate somebody else's emotions at the same time is really going to be how you can nurture and grow those relationships with other people.
0: Yeah. It's also what helps us like prevent breakdowns in communication or breakdowns in relationships and repair those when they in it. because that's inevitable because you can't you you're not going to avoid it and you're not going to have a perfect relationship with every person you meet and the reality is you can only control yourself like you can like you develop the skills of managing emotions in others but you you really can't control what they do right so um it gives us the tools to repair those emotions or repair those relationships and repair um, and prevent those from breaking down.
1: So that's kind of a, I guess, a more nailed down definition of EQ, um, understanding and managing our own emotions and emotions of other people. Best way to think about it. Um, now, that being said, we went ahead and took an EQ test we've actually taken a handful of them yes (laughs) because and this is why something really important to remember is that there are different kinds of eq tests you do a really good job of explaining them so i'm gonna let you
0: all right (laughs) take that one on so um in general there are three types of assessments when it comes to eq so there's a self-assessment which is what by far the vast majority of emotional intelligence tests are so that is where you reflect and you self-report and so that helps you there's limits to that so it helps you assess where you're at and you can track how you change over time and that's really valuable uh, the other the limitation with that is that there's no guarantee that you accurately assess things about yourself, right? I, we all have a bias in that. And so, um, because we all have bias, being able to like put my EQ scores on a self-assessment up to Sierra's EQ scores, it's not gonna- They're gonna really, be a little bit different. Yeah, and that doesn't, that's not gonna say that my eq or her eq is better than the other that's just how we assess ourselves and so using a self report to like truly assess like how much eq i'd like truly have is inaccurate you can use it to reflect and to track how you change in your progress over time but it's not gonna it's not gonna show it's not like a b c d e f like you failed (laughs) it's not gonna show how you rank compared to your peers like, you're not going to be like, I'm the most emotionally intelligent person in my whole family. Like, it's yes. not, that's <laughs> not, you might score that way if everyone did an, a self-assessment, but that's not a true reflection of what's going on. With right. Them. The next is kind of an other assessment. And there's only a handful of them that I've seen. That I'm sure there's more out there than what I've seen. But an other assessment is where someone else or several other people assess a person's emotional intelligence so drew and barry and seymour all assess <laughs> <laughs> i don't Sorry. know those names came from but that's i love them i love them all assessed sierra's emotional intelligence and then we took all those scores and we averaged them out and we said this is what your emotional intelligence is
1: so when you do another assessment Mm-hmm. It's not from just it wouldn't be just me coming to you being like Morgan. Will you fill out another assessment about my emotional intelligence?
0: It's like an average it could, be. it could be um or a lot of times what it would be is if we're doing yours, I would fill it out for you and you would fill it out for you, and then we'd take the average of you and me together. oh, okay, okay. there's, there's different ways it can be done. Um, so that's another assessment. and the last is a skill based assessment. is this um, what the mesquite is? Yes. The the Mesquite is a four hundred dollar test. It's so cool. <laughs> I want to take it so bad. One day, one day we'll take it. Um, it's a skills based test, so instead of giving you questions where you have to reflect on yourself, and, because like a self assessment might give you a question like rank yourself as never, rarely, sometimes almost always, always, and then give you statements like I, you feel sad today or you feel sad almost always,
1: always, rarely, never, sometimes.
0: Yeah. Something kind of like that. So that's kind of how it assesses your skills on a self-assessment, but a skills-based assessment is like giving you a hypothetical scenario and it gives you option A, option B, option C that are all different of how you would think they would respond. Yeah. So it's like Nancy took Billy's apples and da da, da 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 um how do you think Nancy or how do you think Billy feels? And then it'd be like A, Billy feels frustrated that Nancy took his apples. B Billy wants revenge like dang give, billy's out for blood it'll give you different scenarios and then your scores would be compared to it would be given to a. it's given to a study of people like mm-hmm. a, a group of people and it's basically how you compare to what they've established as the average okay and so that's kind of how the mesquite works or how a skills-based test works is it gives you these hypothetical scenarios So that you can't, then your response bias or your self-bias is taken out of the equation or your response bias as someone who knows you. Like if we did the other assessment and I was like, I'll do this for you, but I don't, I just find Sierra kind of annoying and I'm just not, not. You'd have a bias. There'd be bias. And so Mm -hmm. the way I'd answer those questions wouldn't necessarily be accurate. And so there's a lot of bias that happens in those other assessments that you've eliminated or mostly eliminated with a skills-based test, which is probably why that test is $400. Yes. And, (laughs) and it's hard. So one of the things that I think is a big limitation is it's really hard to make data and get like hard information on soft skills. Yeah. So it's really hard to quantify Things yeah. like compassion and things like empathy. Like, how do you put numbers to how empathetic someone is? You don't. Let's you're, be real. You're twelve out of fifteen empathetic. Like, that's not. What does that? What does what that, does even that mean? mean? How? How? How much empathy is that? And so, I think that's where it's hard to really make like a test to give you hard number like hard concrete numbers right on skills that just aren't hard and concrete. I and agree. that that's not to say that they're not as important or not as valuable as oh, some not of those at all. other things. And I think that that's an area that needs teased out more as we learn more about emotional intelligence and we learn more and more about the importance of these soft skills and about well because they are all important. Yeah. And so um that's kind of the different types of tests we took self assessments Self-assessment. most of them really, they were all self assessments yeah. right um the first one we took is the EQ appraisal which we got from um a wonderful book yeah called emotional intelligence 2.0 by Dr. Travis Bradbury and Dr. Jean Greaves and so if When you buy the book, it's in the back. There's a little link so that you can go take the test and it gives you a breakdown of 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 your results of your results in um, this is based off of Goleman's model of emotional intelligence. So there's four branches and probably in our next episode, we'll tease out what Goleman's model is and what these branches are. But basically it shows your strengths in your, your self awareness, your self management, social awareness, and your relationship management. Yes, and it it gives you. So we took the test. It was. It comes
1: with two tests, so it it allows you to take the test the first time and then come back and take it later. So we took our first test.
0: Yes, that's true. And so I think as we, because as we work through the book, because we'll, I'm sure, be teasing lots of it out on the podcast there's a lot of really good information i i briefly started it when
1: i was like oh my gosh i can't start this until like i've actually taken the first test so we can right we get good get an accurate representation for the podcast but the like the little bit that i have dove into it is really fascinating
0: yeah and i feel like it's it's easy to understand and it's and educational and it's not so flat you lose it like but it's also not so in depth and so detailed that you
1: can't understand
0: yeah it's so so far so good but and we'll tease i'm sure we're gonna get into it and as we make it through the book at the end of the book and as we've kind of used the strategies we'll go back and take the second test we'll let you know how we did see how it grows but it gives you an overall score and then it gives you a score in each category yeah right each so you get your overall emotional intelligence score, and it's a zero to a hundred is the scale. And then you get a personal competence, which is a combined score of your self-awareness and your self-management, and you get individual scores in both of those. And then you get your social competence, which is the average of your social awareness and your relationship management. You get individual scores on in all of those. So,
1: yeah. I yeah, think- that's kind of a breakdown of... The test that we took, or the very first test that we took, because then yes. we did go find others and yeah. have taken some of those since. But it was really interesting. It I had was. a really, really hard
0: time with this test. I'm not going to lie. It, yeah. Um. One of the other tests we took was, it's a free online test. It's the Global Emotional Intelligence Test. It's a free EQ test. It is geared towards, like... Customer service, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. So some of the questions are a little more geared towards that. Like,
1: what What, do you do when a customer does X, Y, and Z?
0: Yeah. Kind of a deal. So, And one of the things I found interesting is both of these tests were presented different. Um, The first one was a scale of, like, never, rarely, sometimes, almost always, always. And the other one was which statement. Uh, more accurately represent, represents you and it would give you two statements and you'd pick which you'd one. Pick one one of the two and so they it presented very differently but they were both based off of the same model so that same breakdown of the four branches they were based off the same yeah. model same goldman's model but when and i took these tests we we took them back to back really yeah like. we did I, and we we didn't take them together but we took them at the same time yeah
1: we took them that same night
0: um i think for both of us if i remember right um the strengths i had in one test were my weaknesses in the other yeah it flip flopped yeah and so on the first test i took my personal competency was higher than my social competency and then when i did the global emotional intelligence test it was flipped
1: yeah because i think i think my social on the first one was higher Oh, no, 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 no. Mine was the same as yours. Yeah. Yeah. So my self-awareness was higher and my social was lower. And then the other one, my social was higher. Personal was lower, which was bizarre in a way, because
0: we got done with the tests and we're like, what the heck? Well, it's kind of frustrating (laughs) because it's like, how much merit can we put in the test? And I mean, I guess it kind of depends. I would say that there is merit in taking the tests and it's good to kind of get a baseline of where you're at. Absolutely. And then like taking those tests again, as you go to, to track your progress, but I wouldn't like hold it in my heart that I have like 60%. My, my emotional competency was like 65% and that's terrible. And I'm, I must not be very good at it at all. Like, that's not true. It's just, it, it's a baseline. And it's a, self, and
1: it's a self-assessment. Kind of like you talked about. It is it is a self-evaluation on how you answered these.
0: but And that can be a little biased. Yeah. And I also think it's a good starting point to reflect on. Oh, these are things that maybe i am struggling with like maybe these are things that i need to work on and like tease out like what specific areas you need instead of just being like oh, i just need i want to work on my emotional intelligence being like oh uh i didn't realize maybe relationship management is where i say mean, you kind of need to know what it is that you're trying to work on and if you don't have any idea
1: and you just you don't have any of that self awareness of this is kind of where I'm at. How are you supposed to get, and that goes for anything in life. Yeah. If you can't sit down and like honestly reflect and give yourself just a little eval on whatever it was you did, whether it's how you performed with a client or whether it's how you performed with a patient or how they performed, or if you can't sit down and kind of analyze some of that, how are you going to know what to change?
0: Yeah. Like, and that's that's life. Like that's what you look at an interaction you had with with your spouse, and you're like, "Ooh, that did not go over so what, hot." You're where like, was the breakdown? Like,
1: what? How can I fix that? Yeah. Or How do I go back now? Address what has happened and work on
0: moving forward. Yeah. So I would say that the tests are worth taking because they're a good opportunity to and reflect on those areas and to reflect on yourself and think about where your emotional intelligence is at and like take a critical view on how you react to your emotions and how you react to other people's emotions. And so that's where I think the value in these self-assessments are.
1: I think that's a good place to kind of stop Um, We talked about earlier how we want these episodes to like this whole kind of experience to feel like a conversation, like one big conversation that is continuing on. And so we'll kind of break where we find a natural, a a natural pausing point. And I think this is a good spot for us to go ahead and kind of wrap up this first episode. Um, Some of the things that we are looking to dive into moving forward are those different modules Mm -hmm. and those different models of what emotional intelligence is and how they break them down and they all are i mean emotional intelligence is emotional intelligence but they are all slightly different and have slight variances and so i think moving forward be prepared not that it's going to get repetitive but be prepared to hear just a slightly different take on kind of what this is and uh, i'm excited
0: Oh, I'm excited too. I I think think, this is going to be super interesting. Yeah, I agree. I think that it's going to be, we have a lot of information and we have a lot of excitement and we hope that you guys will engage with us and that we'll get some feedback. Yeah,
1: And if anything, we hope this helps just one person or we hope that there's just one person that's like, man, you know, that that was helpful because Really. And I just I really keep coming back to that arising tide lifts others because I know for a
0: fact we're going to benefit from this. Oh, absolutely. Like I can already tell
1: I have to think about it and I think about it a lot more throughout my week, throughout mm-hmm. my day, my interactions with people. I find myself trying to pay attention to it way more now yeah. than I did four months ago. Yeah. Like so different. And I know for a fact it's going to benefit us, but we are just hoping. And praying that it can resonate and help somebody else because we truly believe that this is a very practical tool that anyone and everyone can benefit. Absolutely. No matter where you're from. And uh, that that just helps you find, whether it's find like the small wins or help you make big wins
0: Yeah, in life. And hopefully like wherever you're at in your emotional intelligence journey, if, you know, this is your introduction to it. Welcome. Welcome. Join the club. Like, please, please come on this journey with us. Or if you're further down the road, we're open to, yeah, share your resources with us. Or like, if you have thoughts and insights, we want to hear them. Absolutely. We, we want to learn and we want to do the best we can. And we want to provide accurate, thoughtful, helpful information. So wherever you're at with your journey, please join us and share your thoughts, share your feelings, your criticisms. And we're we're here for it. And we're excited. And and we're happy to be here. We are. We're so happy to be here. This is so exciting. We,
1: we've never done a podcast before. No.
0: no. <laughs> I don't think I've ever talked this much in one sitting. False. Because you and I have. Okay. That's <laughs> for our ears only. <laughs> but but yeah like for like
1: an audience and things whole new ballgame so bear with us as we are learning how to navigate a our emotional intelligence and b running and operating a podcast because i mean i couldn't find a book on how to do that so yeah at this point lots of research we're winging it yeah. we're excited we're happy to be here we hope you guys are happy to be here and thanks for tuning into our first episode of the rockin eq yeah thanks guys
0: Thanks for joining us as we dive into emotional intelligence. If you have any questions or would like to keep up with more of our work, you can find us on Instagram at the rockin EQ. That's the.rockin.eq.
1: We hope you enjoyed this episode, but
0: before we go, show
1: some love and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And stay tuned for more episodes on how emotional intelligence can help you.